There is a championship at stake this weekend, and the 76ers franchise is involved. You run through all these scenarios in your head of like what the stage is going to be like, like that time when you walk out because the regular season game, the tournament games, those are all great. Um, they're fun, but that moment when we're walking down the stairs and you know you see like the first finals logo, and you know it's going to really set the mood and set the tone. So I think we're ready for that. From the NBA 2K League, 76ers GC has a chance for a banner. Hear the story behind the team's season on this episode of the broadcast. What's going on, everyone? How are you doing? Brian Seltzer, great to be with you for another episode of the podcast. It's August, man. Craziness that you could actually say we're kind of, in some ways, heading into the backstretch of the offseason. I don't think that would be an untrue statement. A team that will have one more game before its offseason, win or lose, 76ers GC. Out of the NBA 2K League, they are taking on T-Wolves Gaming on Saturday at 3 o'clock in a best-of-five game 2K League Finals Championship Series. And I'm looking forward to chatting with their head coach, Jeff Terrell, and one of the mainstays on the roster, Alex Stees bernstein coming up in just a few moments. First, per usual, a reminder, a call to action, that if you're not yet a subscriber to our podcast, please go to your favorite podcasting platform, type in Sixers Podcast Network, that'll take you to our feed, subscribe, and get fresh episodes on the regular about once a week, maybe once every 10 days in the off season, and then we'll ramp things up once again in the fall when the guys are back in Camden getting ready for the preseason and training camp. All right, this is a great story. I think 76ers GC, second year of the NBA 2K League. They are in the finals, which will take place this weekend in Long Island City. Great group of guys. They have their headquarters here at the 76ers training complex. We see them around a lot. They also have a house that they all live in in South Jersey, just a few miles down the road from the training complex. And it's been a great run this season, not a linear progression for 76ers GC. They started off strong, went through a little bit of a dip. They've been on the rebound, and they have surged into the 2K League Finals, where on Saturday at 3 o'clock they will face T-Wolves Gaming, the team they began the season against. So I wanted to sit down with two vital members of the 76ers GC program. That would be NBA 2K League Coach of the Year Jeff Terrell in his second year with 76ers GC and Stees. Alex Bernstein, his second go-around with 76ers GC as well, a key fixture on the roster. And we looked ahead to what could be a momentous moment for 76ers GC this weekend. Hope you enjoy the chat. What's up, guys? How you doing, How you man? Doing? Great, great. I feel a very calm, composed, and mellow vibe from you guys, and we're about 48 hours out from just a huge opportunity for you guys. So take me inside 76ers GC right now and, and what the mood's like. Uh, it's It's been a long week ever since we made the finals. Uh, I remember the next day we kind of woke up and we were like, damn, I just want to play already. Um, you know, making the finals and – you have a whole week to prepare, but the problem is, is that a lot of the teams are already knocked out. So some of them are back home in the offseason already. So there's not a lot of opportunities to practice, um, to scrimmage. A lot of it is more like independent stuff, watching film, getting shots up on your own, um, and just mentally preparing uh, for, for Saturday. But um, 
Yeah, like I said, just just a long week, long stressful week. A lot of emotions running through your mind the whole time. <clears throat> you know, you're nervous, you're anxious, you're excited. Um, you just you you run through all these scenarios in your head of like what the stage is going to be like, like that time when you walk out because every other time is going to be different. You know, the regular season game, the tournament games, those are all great. Um, they're fun, but that moment when we're walking down the stairs and you know you see like the first finals logo, the first trophy, whatever it is, you see you're gonna see something that's different because of a finals appearance, and you know it's gonna really set the mood and set the tone. So I think we're ready for that. It's interesting too because you guys are playing in the same venue where you were the previous weekend, but yeah, I but gotta imagine once you see the branding <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all the different decorations, it does have to be a different. Yeah, feel. no, it is. So from the coaching standpoint, Jeff, how do you try and manage some of the emotions, the moods that Steve was just talking about? Yeah, we're just going into it like it's uh, another game. Uh, preparing and preparation leading up. Uh, we've watched a lot of game film. We feel very confident in what we're going to go in and do. So we treat it as just a regular season game, just any game we've ever played. And we've done that for two years straight now. So we're not going to deviate from what we do. Um, as for preparation and stuff like that, a lot of people have asked, like, what are we going to change? It's a best of five series. What are you going to do? And we're just going to stick to who we are and uh, make them change to how we play. For some of the uninitiated, and I'll, I'll throw this out there to both of you, because we'll have a crossover audience, hopefully, on this episode of the pod. What is 76ers GC? Jeff, what have you tried to instill in this team from a holistic standpoint? What do you strive to have the program represent? Yeah, well, for us, uh, especially coming from coaching traditional basketball and crossing over to eSports, uh, I try to tie a lot of similarities. So our guys playing together is one of the biggest ones. We have guys that are coming in, and they're probably the best players from their pro-am teams, and um, having them buy into how we play. So playing as a team, moving the ball, talking every single possession, and uh, just having more of a family atmosphere is something that we really strive for. And it's something that we've been very good at doing for two straight years now. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback on that, when we uh, when I first got here, uh, to, when I got drafted to Philly, I remember one of my very first times talking with Jeff, and and I went I went into I went to his room just to introduce myself, and um, I knew right away that someone like Radiant was going to be definitely one of the best players on the team, which he is. He's arguably the best player in the world. And um, but I told Jeff, I remember I told him that like. When we need to, like somebody to like step up, be a leader, like be the vocal leader, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy for us because I want 76ers GC. I want this team to have something different than every other team in the league. And I think that all of us, with obviously help from from Jeff, Radiant, Nudini, ZDS, um, we're a very disciplined team, and uh, we're a very fun team too at the same time though. But like Jeff said, we're a family, and um, nobody's playing for their independent self. We're not going for accolades. We're not going for stats. We don't care about MVP, DPOY, none of that kind of stuff. We care to win the game, and um, and if we're if we're losing the game, if we end up losing the game, but we did it, you know, with 100% leaving it all on the court and playing for each other, I could live with that at the end of the day. What I can't live with is, you know, is if we go in there and try to play selfish ball. Like that, that's something that we've never stood for, um, and we've taken losses like that. Like uh, last year against the Heat in the semis, we lost, but we left it all out on the court. We played for each other the whole time. Some things didn't go our way, but not one second did we give up. I could take that loss at the end of the day. I can't take a loss where it wasn't our game plan. It wasn't our system. It wasn't 76 or GC basketball. Um, and I think that's something that our guys really get. 
and, and they understand that um, when you come here, you know, you're coming into a brotherhood, you're coming into a family, you're coming into a, an organization that will do anything to have your back as long as, you know, you represent them the right way. And, uh, and I think that's why, like, 90% of the league wants to be in Philly. Every offseason, my DMs are filled with people that are saying, hey, bring me to Philly, like, get me drafted to Philly, you know, trade me to Philly, whatever it is. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's really awesome at the end of the day to, like, think about it while you're just, like, sitting there looking in the mirror and being like, I've helped create like a dynasty, a culture over here in Philly, even though like the actual 76ers, the traditional 76ers have always had um, a very impressive like resume with everything. Like just being able to add on to that with 76ers GC basketball, I think is tremendous. And I'd love to be able to say that I'm a part of it. I think it's easy for someone on the outside, and this is regardless of what sports team you follow, whatever the league is to be dismissive of sayings like, well, we play for each other, and it's all about family. Like, a lot of teams say that. But, Jeff, where do you see as the season goes along and the team continues to have more and more success and advancing like it did to this championship round, like, that stuff has got to show up, right? This is probably where I would think it it truly does leave its mark and make the most difference, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, what sets us apart. Um, A lot of people – probably do think it's cliche and stuff like that but it's uh it's something that we really stand by um a crazy uh, stat came out the other day i saw and uh we're the all-time winningest team i know it's year two but we're the all-time winningest team in the league so we're 42 and 16 i think that we win 71 percent of our games and our guys treating every game like it we don't go into every game like it's a championship but we treat every game the same so being consistent with how we are, how we talk to each other, how we act all during the game and then off the court is something that, I mean, it shows. I mean, consistency is a uh, key for us. Steve, how would you describe 76ers GC style of play? What type of team are you guys? Uh, I remember last year and this year, uh, a lot of the Twitch viewers, which is our, our stream right now, we're also streaming on YouTube, but everybody in the chat loves seeing 76ers GC basketball because we're – we're not unorthodox, but we're, di- we're different, meaning that like a lot of teams struggle sometimes to put the ball in the net, and that's one thing we're very good at because obviously we brought four guys back from year one, so the chemistry is always there on the court, and it's fun and it's fast-paced, and you know we love shooting threes. We're, we're, we're a deep-range team, so like Radiant, sharpshooter, he, he's like another like Steph Curry out there, and then ZDS, who's our, our actual sharpshooter. I'm always trying to set off balls for him. Always, we're, Like I said, we're always playing unselfish ball, so – I don't care about my stats. I, as long as I can get somebody open, I get ready open, ZDS, breadwinner, anybody. Like that, That's what we're trying to do. And I think that you know, with the plays that we were running a lot last year, not so much this year, but people bought into 76er GC basketball because it was just so different than everybody else. Every, usually people were just more like pick and roll or like trying to get it to their center in the paint, and then they'd go up with it. But with us, it was like we were always moving around, always coming up with like interesting plays that would throw teams off guard. Um and they were momentum swingers at times. There would be times where we'd be tied or we'd be down in a game and we'd hit them with a play that they've never seen before. And, I, you know, I'd go back and rewatch it and the Twitch chat would be going crazy because it'd be something that they didn't think would work in 2K. They thought that would only work in traditional basketball. But having someone like Jeff, who, who's a traditional basketball coach, uh, you know, and him bring that element to the 2K side of it, you know, we have a good collaboration of both. So when we brought that twist season one and into season two, people fell in love with 76 or GC. So um, we just, you know, we try to keep that same energy all every year. Jeff, are there a lot of other coaches who come from a traditional basketball background in the 2K league? Uh, I think this year there's, there's two others that are actually from the G league. So uh, the Warriors have a G league coach and uh, the Cavaliers have a G league coach. Other than that, I don't think so. <laughs> um, 
I think a lot of it is just esports guys. Um, but it it shows that it makes a difference. Uh, the Cavs were pretty decent last year, but bringing the coach in this year, they uh, definitely got better. Warriors uh, beat us in the turn championship, and they won the ticket championship. And they have a G League coach. Uh, they're a very good team. I think they won four games last year. This year they went in, and, I mean, they won two tournaments. So I think it makes a big difference having a basketball mind out there, but it also helps knowing both landscapes. So I think that's what sets us apart a little bit is because we all know both landscapes of it. As well as coaching and playing college basketball, I also played 2K for four years, so it helps out a ton. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Um, how would you describe, Steve, the uh, the arc of this season? What was this season like for you guys, getting things rolling, great success at the beginning with the tip-off tournament, and then from there? Yeah, this year was it was interesting, losing two players, so that means you bring two, two new guys on from the draft. Uh, but it's scary because the one thing, like all the guys in the pool that you can draft from, they're all good at 2K. Um, so you're not really worried about that. But you're worried about finding a good person, a good teammate, um, somebody you could live with, obviously, somebody you can just be around. And uh, that was my biggest concern. Every time Jeff and I would talk about names of potential uh, candidates to be drafted to Philly, we were always like, can you know, can we vibe with them? Can you just like hang out with them, go to a movie with them, like have dinner with them, whatever it is. Um, and so in that aspect, you know, we obviously drafted two of the most perfect guys for our team to, to fill in those spots. Uh, breadwinner at first uh, – I think he was very timid about our team, didn't know how to how to act, what he needed to do, and then he figured out really quick like what, what his role is on the team, um, which has been tremendous defensively for us, helped us out so much. We probably wouldn't be where we where we are now without him on defense. Um, and then Cass being a great six-man, always just, just happy to be here, no matter what it is, always giving us his input on things, especially during games and half times. Um, but that's been the that has been one of the hardest parts. And then once you mesh, like middle of the season, once you feel that chemistry is like strong, I knew we were going to be okay. I, we had, we went through a little bit of a slump, but you know, just talking to the team and stuff, and where everybody's mindset at, nobody was really w- that worried. Maybe Jeff a little bit, but besides him, like we we all knew where we were uh, planning to be, and that was in the playoffs. Um, but th- that that's that's just the biggest thing. I could teach I could teach you how to play two K, but I can't teach you how to be a good person. And I, and I think that, that I don't know about that. <laughs> <On> either front. <laughs> no, no, but but that, but that's the biggest thing. Especially these guys have been playing two K for so long. They know how to play two K. That's not hard. But you know, some people are raised differently than others. That's and that's how it's always going to be. And so meshing the right people together is tough. Um, we we've gotten lucky the past two years of having really good guys on our teams. Give us a sense of just how much time you guys spend with you, with each other because. We're here at the 76ers training complex. How big would you say the room we're in right now is where 76ers DC headquarters is? How big is this? What, maybe like I'm not, I'm not good with feet. What, what 15 by 15? I don't know. Maybe 15 by 10? Something, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, something like that. It's a decent size. I mean, but the, the good news is that we have this facility here in Camden at the 76ers facility. So we can practice here, and then when we go home at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, if we want to scrim, we have a facility there. So we have all these computers there at our home as well at our team house. So we're always together to answer your question. But And that's what's tough because, like, when the season's over, like, you're only with each other for six months, so you think, like, oh, it's not that long. Like, But once you leave – I remember last year when I left and went back home to California, I was like, damn, like, that sucks. Like, I don't get to, like, see these guys for a while now. And, like, I FaceTime, you know, Jeff all the time, ZDS um, – and and that's tough, you know. I, I see when I see ZDS on the phone, like I want to like I like living with him. I like being around him, even though like he's a little kid sometimes and he bugs me. Like, um, you just that's just, that's why it's part of the family. And that's why it's different for us. Like, 
other teams may say it, but like that that's truly what we are. And, and it's tough like leaving each other at the end of the season. Maybe the better question, Jeff, is how much time do you guys not spend with each other in the season? That might be easier to answer because it's, it's not like Steve was saying. It, it's not just here at the training complex. It's the house that you guys have in the South Jersey suburbs. You lived in an apartment building in Philly last year. It's constant proximity and continuity. Definitely. So last year uh, I would say we weren't together as much because we weren't in a team house. Uh, this year I think we're not – we're probably not together when we're sleeping. Yeah. I mean, just to, I mean, just to be completely. But I mean, that, that's what we wanted. Like we were at the Franklin last year, and we were, our our season one team was really close. Like, don't get me wrong, we were, um, but it wasn't like that 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 full thing that I feel like we needed. So like Jeff and I and like Radiant were saying like we need a team house. Like there wasn't a specific reason why, but I guess like if I had to just put a, like a my thumb on it, I'd just say like to get that full potential of like your chemistry and just like being a team and being cohesive, like living together is like the best thing to do um and that's what's funny it's like when we get off the game at 2k at home there's never really any time where we're like i need to get away from these guys like i need to go do my own thing like it's never like that like even if we're yelling at each other during the game like say you know we're having a 2k conflict like once we get off the game we keep everything 2k so once we're off it's fine we're like hey you want to get something to eat let's go like and i think whether you, you see it or not or you don't get it like that's what helped us like reach where we are right now going to the finals is you know just being together and just like buying in and buying in as a family feels like your family extends beyond just the guys on the team it was amazing watching last weekend during the playoffs just the turnout that you guys had and the fan support got so intense that at some point there was a tech involving (laughs) celtics i mean Mm -hmm. it was crazy that had to be a tremendous boost yeah, the fans, uh, it was amazing having them out there. Um, we haven't had that. We've had support throughout the two years, but we haven't had that many people show up. And it played a huge role in us moving through uh, both rounds, to be honest with you. Um, they were engaged. Um, they showed up, I want to say, the second quarter of both games. And both games, one game we were tied 23-23, and one we were down 27-23. And instantly our guys just locked in and we started taking off. And um, can't thank them enough for supporting us. Can't thank them enough for, for being there. And uh, we can't wait to see them there Saturday as well. Yeah. It's um just to, to back up off that, like we know, like he said, there's at one point we didn't obviously have like that crowd. They're not there every week. Um, and we don't expect them to be. But season one, it was tough because like a lot of people, especially here at the facility, we knew like we know the 76ers love us, but um, – a lot of people didn't fully grasp what this league was, how serious to take it, um, what, are the, what do we need from them, stuff like that. And um, season two has been like a huge – I don't even want to say turnaround. I just want to – like after season one, they realized like what we are as a team. And I think, you know, the 76ers, they also fell in love with us that like we're trying to do exactly what they do for the traditional team. And that's what we're trying to build here. And so they, you know, bought in completely and, and supported us like so well. And being at that game – or being at that playoffs uh, – I think really showed that and once like Jeff said once we saw that they were all there it's fun playing for people and it's fun playing for a crowd um, and usually you know there's always a crowd in New York but having your own crowd there in 76er colors like it's something else and every time we get a bucket they're going crazy every time we get a stop they're going crazy and apparently yeah things got so crazy that it pissed off one of the Celtics players and he got a technical um, and that was a momentum swinger right there so it's like having that environment there at the finals this week it's going to be crazy. So if you're from T-Wolves gaming, that's got to be something on your mind, right? Definitely. I think it's uh, definitely something that they'll think about. 
because uh, our team as a whole, they talk regardless. Like our guys are going to talk to the other team and let them know. Trash talking is a big part of this. It's a huge part. Mm -hmm. It's a huge part. And um, I think having our fans there, that's something that we've played against it before. So we know what it's like to be on the other side and not have a ton of people there um, at tournaments and stuff like that. And um, it plays a role. They're loud. They're in your head. Like It happens. Uh, we have a, guy, a mature group that can get through it, but not every team's like that. So I think our fans will play another huge role for us. Talk to us about T-Wolves Gaming, a team that you guys faced uh, coincidentally and ironically enough to start the season. There's some subplots and storylines connecting both clubs. Give us a rundown of what T-Wolves Gaming is all about. Uh, they're a very good team. Uh, they wouldn't be here if they weren't. Um, they made a, a a great trade during uh, the midseason and got another guy from Miami, a point guard, but he's playing their, their small forward role. So they have two guards on their team that can make reads, make plays. They uh, move a lot. They talk a lot um, on defense. Um, they're a very good team. I think uh, I really like our matchup with them. Before the playoffs started, we told, we talked, we saw the bracket, and we said, you know, like, if we can get the T-Wolves in the finals, that'd be awesome. And it happened. Um, we have to obviously go take care of business now. We love our matchup with them. We're, we're beyond prepared for them. We know what they're going to do. But now we have to go out and handle business. So uh, I'm excited. There's no other team I'd rather be with. I trust them. Um, and we're very excited for Saturday. And there's a close connection, right, on their roster? Yeah. Uh, one of our season one players, Feast, my duo uh, last year, he was our power forward. So, you know, last year when he was on 76ers GC, me and him had to be on the same page down low. You know, if I was helping on for, off of his guy, he was helping off my guy, whatever it was. And me and him were really close last year. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, I know what the storyline looks like, and, and I'm sure they'll say it in the videos, you know, on Saturday, you know, Feast, you know, they might even say we traded him. Who knows? Just to just to make the drama even worse. Um, but it wasn't anything like that. We we loved Feast. He was great for us. Um, just so happened, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles. Expansion team came in. They took him from us, and um, but that was okay. And, and I told him when he got taken from 76ers that, you know, as long as you're in this league and you're competing, you're doing what you love. That's all that matters. Like I don't care where you are. But like I told him, I said I don't. Because there was that one point where he told me, like, if I'm not in Philly, like, I don't know if I want to be in the league. And I told him, like, no, like, you need to do what you love, like, no matter where it is. And obviously he's in the finals. I We texted each other right after we both made the finals, and we said, like, how proud we were of each other. Um, so there's no bad blood there at all. I'm excited to play him. He's a great teammate. He's a great player, um, great ambassador of this league. But, um, no, they're a good team. They're definitely not the same team that we played early in the season. Um, but then again, we're not the same team that, that we were in the beginning of the season. We're way different. Um and we really found our groove. Uh, they say that, you know, the league's saying that they're the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, sure, they got the longest, they are the, the most hot win streak out of all the teams. But um, right now, you know, we're clicking on all cylinders. Radiant's going crazy. Um, everybody had a key part in this playoffs to make us get to this, where we are now in the finals. And I think that's what, that's what separates us. Um, I do like our matchup. We've been watching a lot of film. We know what we got to do. Um, now it's going out there and executing. Hey, Jeff, what makes Radiant so good? He was second in MVP voting. Why is he perhaps the best player on the planet? Uh, I think he's without a doubt the best player on the planet. I say that a lot, but I truthfully mean that, not being biased. But uh, he puts in so much work, it's ridiculous. He uh, will go practice, will play for, you know, five or six hours. Then he might go get some food, and then he's back on 2K. <laughs> he uh, 
he's uh he'll play till five in the morning sometimes and he'll just be practicing and um he knows every combo that he can do with his player. He knows the ins and outs of everything that has to do with 2K. His IQ is very, very, um, very, very good. And he's an unbelievable scorer. Radiant's biggest weakness, I think, from season one was leadership. And it's something that he went from being about a two or a three to he's probably about a seven now. And I told him in the off season, I said, Radiant, if you can get to a five, I think we can win a championship. I just need you to get to a five as a leader. And, I mean, he's surpassed that. He's uh, been a great teammate. He's talking a lot more, calling out more stuff. And it's a testament to how well he's played this year. So we begin to wrap this up. Oh, you want to offer uh, something? Uh, I was just going to say, um, Radiant skills, no doubt, like best in, best in the world. Uh, I think that the thing that I notice that separates him from every, any other point guard in this league is – he puts his teams in position to be successful. Um, he puts his players. So, like, all those times you're seeing ZDS get threes, anytime you're seeing Udini score out the corner, whatever it is, that that's all starts with Radiant, putting them in that spot and then, you know, doing, like, what Jeff said, like his combo dribbles, whatever it is to get Radiant open, which means you have to help. So then he passes to you and lets you succeed. Um, and that's something you that's very hard to find because, like I said, we're a very unselfish team. And um, – there's a lot of point guards out there, a lot of teammates out there that will try and just go get that bucket on their own because they want that stat, but not him. Uh, so, you know, being able to put others in front of you first, even if you are, like, maybe not the, the, the most vocal guy. He, he's a very quiet dude, and at one point, Jeff's right, he wasn't, you know, that much of a leader, but this year he stepped up a lot and, and helped out. Like, there's only so much I can do vocally to, like, try and tell my team, like, what I think we need to do and stuff because I don't have the ball in my hands. You know, he's our point guard. He and, and he stepped up this year by, by uh, being a leader, and that's another key why, why we're here right now in the finals. I know every team at the start of a season probably expects to go the distance, make it to the finals, win the championship. When do you think you knew, this is for each of you guys, when do you think or when did you feel like you knew that you really had a shot to get to this stage, and what have you enjoyed the most about the year? Uh, for me, to be completely honest, was on draft night when Breadwinner fell to 19. He was a top five projected pick. Um, he's unbelievable. And for him to fall that far with the four guys that we had coming back, I right then I knew it was a, it's a championship or bust. Um, my favorite part of the season uh, honestly goes back to tip-off, which is crazy. But I think that's the first time that Bread came in as such a highly talented player. Um, he's so talented. But that's when he really, like, became part of the family. Leading up to there, there's some struggles with us, like roles and, like, hey, is this really for me and stuff like that. Um, but he bought in. And I think that's what changed our season around was him understanding how we are as a team, how we talk, how we act, how we play together. And um, that was my favorite moment of the season. Yeah. Uh, he's right with Breadwinner, how how far he came. Uh there was a lot of talk, like, if this league was right for him, because he's leaving uh, three kids behind right now. And, and that's tough to do. Nobody can just pick up that pick up and leave for that long. Um, Jeff does that too. Radiant does that too. But, you know, he was indecisive. And I, I promised him uh, on draft night, I called him and I said, if you buy into this system and, and you just do what you need to do for this team, I guarantee you, like, you're going to make enough money. You're going you're gonna to be able to provide for your family. You're going to prepare, like, a better life for them. And I said, I just need you to just buy in, just listen, and just do your thing, man. And, and that's exactly what he did. Um, 
but I told them we, we were going through a slump uh, that I was talking about earlier, and I, and I told the team, I said, if we get through this, I promise you no team wants to see us in the playoffs. And if you if they let us in the playoffs, I said, we have no problem like being able to find a way to get to that championship. And, you know, proud of my guys for, for getting through that slump and, you know, putting us on a win streak to get us to the playoffs. And right when we made it, I knew, like, everybody was so excited. But it wasn't, like, excited, like, hey, like, we're in the playoffs. It's, like, it was more like we were excited, like, damn, they really let us in. Like, now it's time to go crazy. And that's exactly what we did. We had two sweeps in a row in both series, and, and now we're here. Awesome. Saturday, starting at 3 o'clock, best of five game series in the finals against T-Wolves Gaming. Jeff Terrell, 2K League Coach of the Year. Alexander Steez Bernstein. Pleasure, fellas. Best of luck. Thanks for representing the old franchise and company and all that. And it's uh, it's been an awesome ride. Hopefully there's one more great moment. Thanks yes, for sir. Having Thank us, you so much. You know, Steez touched upon this during the interview that the traction and the following that in just less than two years the NBA 2K League has generated and 76ers GC has generated. So amazing, and it's awesome that at this juncture of growth, your 76ers GC battling for a title on Saturday against T-Wolves game. Can't wait to see how it shakes out. Sounds like a reasonably confident group based upon what Coach Jeff and Steve's were talking about. You can stream the championship on YouTube and Twitch, and you can follow at 76ers GC on social. All right, I think next week on the pod, we're going to speak with Trey Burke, one of the newest members of the 76ers. Love that acquisition by Elton Brand. We'll get into his backstory a little bit as we continue our off-season coverage here on the broadcast. See you.